0: What are you doing, making out in the woods?
1: <laughs> no. It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures.
0: Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Miracle.
2: Loud Pipes, episode 97. John has been a riding fool again, or still. Rico's back from a couple of weeks of travel. I'm back from a week of travel. And we got everybody in the house. Woo. Mr. Hogan, what's going on, buddy?
0: What's happening, baby? How y'all doing this evening?
2: Uh, much better now. Good to hear that voice again. Oh, man, I missed you guys. Duly miss. Oh, the, the fan mail. It's been nonstop.
0: Where's Rico? Where's Rico? Where is that song gone?
2: <laughs> Did y'all throw
0: him off the back of a boat? For real. Had <laughs> hey, me out there paddling.
2: <laughs> hey, that life preserver wasn't for you, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh you drinking, my man? Oh, yeah. I am having a, a, a good drink tonight because uh, it's been a while since we've been together, so I wanted to make something strong so I can cut the edge off a little bit so i'm having a devil's cut which is 90 proof Ooh. with a little coca cola oh yeah yeah. devil's cut and cola very nice very nice
2: all right that riding fool to my right hand side or actually he's under me on the video <laughs> i think that means he's be- no i'm like to say it
1: <laughs> mr miracle what's going on buddy not much, man. Not much. Just enjoying this evening. Glad to have Rico back in the house. Truly missed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it's going to be a good one. <laughs> he must be. He must be already in a couple sips. Dri-
0: yeah, I'm about uh, a third of the way through it already, so <laughs> I All might right. have to fill up again.
2: <laughs> All right, Johnny, beverage for you.
1: Uh, no, not tonight. Uh, oh, wah, 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 I know, right? Sorry. All right. It's been a little busy, that's all. Okay, well, I'll carry the beer torch. You you, you, take, you take the beer torch and you carry it for us and, you know, you're all good. Oh, yeah, what do you have, my friend? I'm sorry. Well, I think a
2: couple episodes ago I said uh, my neighbors were at Lion and Cuggles up in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And this is one of those that they brought back. And I think this is something you can only get near the brewery. This is called Chippewa Pride Beer. It's just their average, everyday, you know, what you might call a lawnmower beer. And the the weak bottle twist, sorry. (laughs) Come on, stop fighting me. Hands all wet.
0: (laughs) It won't come off, ma. Let's
2: see, let's see. There's a smell. Yep. Pretty standard. It's not bad, though. Good, good. Good flavor. I've not had that before. I've had a lot of Liney's beer, but not that one. Uh. It's just called beer. <laughs> yeah. I kid you not. It's what it says on the label. It just says Line and Cuggles Original Chippewa Pride in small letters, and then in big letters it just says beer. Yeah. So, moving forward. So, Hogan, anything exciting you want to talk about in your travels or?
0: Uh, Well, let's see. I had went over to the other side of uh, Costa Rica to get a permaculture certification in design. So that's what I've been doing for the last two and a half weeks. Getting my permaculture on, learning how to, you know, survey the land, create dirt, make new dirt. That sounds a lot like work. Yeah, man, it, it's something, you know, learn how to graph trees and so on and so forth. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I learned a lot, and which is nice. I can able, I'm can able to take this information now and apply it to my setting and do something with it. Nice. And feel comfortable, you know, and confident doing it all. So it's pretty cool.
2: Very nice. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. spent a week over on the, the Virgin Island of St. Croix with the family. Sweet. Now, how big is St. Croix? It's not very big. So it's like 20, I think it's 26 miles like east to west. And then it's only seven or eight miles north to south. So it's kind of like a cigar shape, if you will.
0: Okay. Wow. So that'll be like, uh, that'll drive you crazy after a while being stuck on an island that small. I know. I, would right? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. M- Mrs. grew up there. So we were there to see uh, Grandma. Okay kids got to see grandma's house and the old stomping grounds and of course beach everywhere gorgeous beach and good time i'm still peeling drinking rum punch (laughs) as much as i can and (laughs) trying to
0: extend the vacation feeling that's awesome so did you have a good time then i'm assuming yeah
2: other than being stung by a jellyfish it was fantastic
0: oh so (laughs) i told you about that right (laughs) i forgot about that yeah so did you get peed on anything because that what you're supposed to do when a, when a jellyfish sting you. You're supposed to pee on it. No,
2: nah, they they say that doesn't work. <laughs> and no, I didn't. And nobody else did either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, my, my youngest, Cameron, he got four times. What? Yeah. You know, so he started be- screaming in the water, and we didn't know what was going on. He ran out of the water, and he's like, ah, like it's stingy, it's pokey, and I was like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden I felt this sharp blast on my arm. And, you know, we got out and sure enough, it started swelling up and seeing the little dots from the needles and stuff. and. Ouch. Yeah. So, yeah, we ended up making a trip to the doctor because my youngest was like, I think he was going into shock. He really was
0: not handling it very well. Oh, man. Well, was he just kind of freaking out? Yeah. If- like the villain? the Oh, I can't even see it. Yeah. At <laughs> first he what?
2: was just freaking out. He's like, Oh, you know, it hurts. It stings. And then his, as he sat there, he's like, Oh, my stomach hurts. And like, okay, well let's go get it checked out. And then on the car ride down, he's like closing his eyes and his head's like slumping over. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You, you can't oh. go to sleep little man. Oh man. So yeah, that was touch and go for a minute. But the, the doctor was like, yeah, there's not much you can do for it. You know, put some anti itch cream on it and go have some more rum punch." There you go.
0: So I took his advice and grabbed a handful. <laughs> That's what they say. Even like when a stingray stings you, you know, you're supposed to get in some really, whatever they stung, you're supposed to put it in, submerge it in like really hot water yeah, and just drink. I don't know what that does. It kind of, I don't know, I guess it's supposed to relieve the poison or something weird.
2: Yeah, it was pretty painful. That's one of the most painful things I've ever felt. And I can't imagine a little guy getting four of them. Oh, wow. On his body, so it was a little traumatic for him. Sure. But it's still there. I'll send you a picture, but John can see it on the camera, but you can see the defined mark. It's still itchy.
1: Well, that's like Uh. before I went on vacation or went on my trip, I got into poison ivy, and that was real fun. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, poison ivy or poison oak or something. What are you doing, making out in the woods? <laughs> no, the funny thing is, is that we were c- cleaning out some stuff. And like, I remember I was out in a couple days later, like it had to be like a week later. No, it was like a s- Tuesday night. We did something Sunday night, I think, with some flower beds that we had out back. And I'm at dinner with a guy from work and my arm starts itching. I'm like, oh, great. All right. So I kind of didn't try not to itch it and it just kept getting worse and worse weekly I go to the doctors and they're like, well, here, here's this cream. Go take this cream, apply it, apply it any place it spreads. And it's like on my arm, changing spots of my fingers, going to another arm, on the leg, and it's on my stomach. And I'm like, all right, I had enough of this. So we ended up going, I called a doctor's like next day because I, oh, I got, I had a blister on my palm of my hand. Hmm. And I'm like, "Ouch." okay, this is not, well, we need to do something. And they never called me back. And finally, you know, a week later I go back and they gave me a prednisone for, you know, for three weeks. And I had a follow-up visit yesterday and she's pretty much saying Stop that, scratching, John. <laughs> Stop no, scratching it. No, it's, it's all gone. Scratching. It's all gone. But um, that next time if I get it, just tell them to give me the prednisone because it's I need to have it because the cream won't work. Hmm. So. All right. So, yeah. So there, there you go with your fun itching stories.
2: Right. Well, in order to talk about John's trip, we'll have to get into our new topics. Um, But before we do that, we just want to throw out a little information on our 100th episode. So we've settled on a date and almost a location. Well, we know it's going to be in Charlotte, but we're going to record Saturday, September 9th at around 1 p.m. Let's say, let's say 1 30. So you a little buffer. And it's going to be somewhere in Charlotte, most likely a brewery, and we'll announce that uh, on, on the next show. But that'll be the date and time if you're interested. If you're in Charlotte or you're going to ride this way, just let us know uh, just so we can have a quick little headcount. And we can have it all set up nicely. All right, Johnny, new topics? New topics. Or should I just say Topics. All right. Well, the first one is, I guess, technically a U turn, but John, you have met up with a motovlogger by the name of Bronco Ride, and he put out a nice little video. You want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So, coming back from the Hoot Nanny in July, him and I rode from uh, uh, Robbinsville to Oxford, Connecticut, or Oxford, Oxford, (laughs) North Carolina. And (laughs) one of those. Right. And he, uh, after one of our stops, he said throughout the thing, he said, hey, how about we do a little chat? You know, he wasn't in the podcast and talked about the show as we meet with other people, and, you know, pumped the show. And so we did a little chat on the way. He you know, did a little interview style and asked me to talk about the podcast. And today at 5 p.m., he dropped a video of it. So want to give a shout out to go check it out and check out his podcast. I mean, he's a really cool guy that hopefully tip it that we'll get in the future episode yeah, come indeed. on and join us
2: yeah that was cool so bronco ride thanks for that and be sure to check out his channel it's you can search for it on youtube as uh, bronco ride b-r-o-n-c-o ride or we have links to the channel and the video directly in the show notes which are where where john td
1: uh dub dub slash 97 god good man Catch me off guard here, and I'm kind of sleeping over here. <laughs>
2: That's an extra dollar, I think, Rico,
1: right? I think so. Yeah. Maybe, yeah.
2: Buck fifty or so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Awesome. All right, so our big topic for tonight, and of course the 100-pound or 1,000-pound elephant in the room, is the new Harleys, which we'll touch on a little bit at the end of the show. Uh, we're not going to get into it too much, because that'll be the main topic for next week, but John, as you know, is a riding fool. The first year of having the spider you did fifteen thousand miles, did you get?
1: No, I think it was like fourteen.
2: Fourteen. Okay.
1: Jeez.
2: But now you're up to like eighteen,
1: right? No. Twenty? Yes.
2: (laughs) What? It's been a year.
1: He's crushing it. Yes.
0: How does that make you feel rich?
2: What was the question? Sorry. How's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. Happy for him, pleased, proud of him, all that stuff. It's still awesome to see John riding. And, you know, we got to, to ride together a little bit on Sunday. Just so cool, man. Just warms my heart. Yeah, that was, that was a cool little ride on Sunday. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, so let's talk about this epic ride. So you took a three-day ride to New England and back. Correct. (laughs) Let's just just say that again. From North Carolina to, let's call it Boston, close enough, and back in three days. Correct. 1,766 miles. Jeez. (laughs) That's about all I need to know right there mean, uh, really? What were you thinking?
1: What was I thinking? Yeah. Why not do it?
2: So yeah. What was, the, what was the premise? Give us the, the premise. I know we talked about it a little bit, but.
1: So the premise was, um, as you guys know, I'm on the Mono Amino app, which is more or less a motorcycle social you know, community. And one of the riders here in North Carolina, um, Bobby, um, aka, if you look on the app, it's Irishman80. Is originally from New Bedford, Mass. And he wanted to go up for fish and chips. (laughs) Which just sounds awesome. It does, I want to ride 900 miles for fish and chips. (laughs) So so he put together this thing and said, well, hang on, I should should prophesize it with a couple things. It first started out with, hey, I'm going to go up 95 and meet some people. So we're originally going to go to New Jersey and made a couple stops get to new jersey turn around come back and it came more out about of saying and i told him i'd go with him and it came back and said uh how much farther would i want to go and i had a feeling he'd say mass and that's what he wanted to do so went for that uh the other thing was to uh take a picture of his grandfather's house that was still up there mm-hmm. uh, and then to meet other Moto Amino members, we made stops on the way back to stop locations to meet other members. And we put stuff out in the field. So that was the purpose of the trip.
2: Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's get some other stats out here before. Because I think what we decided tonight is Rico and I are going to kind of interview you as if you're like a guest. Yep, and that's, so, fine. that's
1: why I'm trying to not yeah. tell the stories. So,
2: So I'm going to cover the states list and then I'll have Rico toss out his first question so 10 states north carolina obviously but up through virginia maryland pennsylvania new jersey new york connecticut rhode island and massachusetts and you touched washington dc i did for like (laughs) two seconds on purpose
1: (laughs) um not on purpose i was hoping we would but what's kind of interesting is, and I'm not sure if many people use Google Maps, or Google Maps now it announces when you're in town and state. Mm. And we're going across the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, coming back, and it says, "Welcome to District Columbia, welcome to Virginia." Like that quick, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was like, wow. and, it, and I did see it. There is a little clip snippet of it. So, <laughs>
2: so I, I have so, to ask the obvious question first. Sorry, Rico, is um, were the fish and chips worth it? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Name of the place? You want to shout them out?
1: Uh, yeah, it's Gene's Famous Seafood in Fairhaven, Mass. i put that in the notes. Yep, it's in the notes. It's on our note page. Um, really good fish and chips. Um, I mean, I got a medium size and it came with two pieces of I think it was haddock, two big paces, fries, you know, chips, they called yeah, Chips. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like a, it's kind of like a to-go place, you know, really, really cool place. Um, the second best place towards, in Bobby's view, that he is here in Raleigh is the Hiberian, um, let's see, Hiberian Tap Room, I think. No, Hiberian Pub Okay. here, here in Raleigh is the second best place that he has been to. So,
2: Ah, that's do- pr- pretty good for your area then to get uh, number two billing for that.
1: Yeah. Wow. So. Now,
0: normally when I get like fish and chips, they're either the breading is not right or it's oily. I mean, was how was the seasoning on this bad boy?
1: I mean, there really wasn't much seasoning. I wouldn't say there's a lot, but the breading was nice, flaky, real, you know, crunch. You know, uh-huh. it was a nice thick batter on it. You know, the fish uh-huh. was awesome. You could eat it. I'm not a fish person so much. And usually when uh-huh. I have fish, I need tartar sauce. I could eat with mm-hmm. no tartar sauce. That's wow. that's beat. You know, I was eating it all. I could eat the fish plain. And oh, mm. sounds
0: like we got to make a road trip. Like I said, normal no, normally it's to Greece. I think I had fish and chips when we were in Riley when we all got together.
1: Oh, yep, yep, at that uh, Mason Jar restaurant. Yeah, in
0: that's it, Mason Jar. Yeah and it was like eh. But anyway, so who'd you go with? When was it just you two or were there other riders with you guys?
1: Yep, it was just us two.
0: What? All right, so halfway through that, did you think this was a bad idea?
1: <laughs> uh <to laughs> how answer, well do I know this guy? <laughs> to answer Oh, to go with him? No, I had no issues going with um with Bobby. He was he's an awesome guy to ride with over um 20 years of riding experience, 15 years on sport bike riding, three years on a cruiser. Um, he is ex-Marines, um, and when he served in Japan, he was an MS, MFS MSF instructor.
0: Oh, nice. Nice.
1: So um, <laughs> he has a Yamaha V-Star, and I think the bike is – on this motor's but it's just turned, I think it's over 100,000 miles on this motor. Geez, oh man. Uh, the, All previ- right, so- the previous motor, real quick, died at 120,000. <laughs> so on the wow. frame itself and bike, it's over 220,000 miles on this bike. So that tells you the experience that he has riding.
0: Right? Holy cow. Yeah. That's, that's more than I've done. It's a titanium butt. To hang with iron but Yeah, for real. He's like, to- terminator almost <laughs> um next next question um did you plan any of this or did you were you just kind of riding along i know how <laughs> anal you are when it comes to you know preparation and knowing every stop now did you know any of this or were you just kind of <laughs> winging it
2: come on rico you know <laughs>
1: it was all planned out my friend ah. i had <laughs> i had every stop pretty much planned down to where we're going to stop because I knew I had to stop at every 120, 30 miles with the spider. He could go about 150 with his light, 180 before the, before he had to really stop. So I had the locations laid out. And, and what was really cool that I've preached since, and I've said this, is if you use the Google Maps and you put in a point A and a point B, There's an option to do what time you want to depart and you can do date time. It's so spot on that I have the spreadsheet and the times that it says we would arrive was like on the money by the time we got.
2: I was going to ask, since you planned it out so closely, the time that you expected to get to Massachusetts from the time you actually got there, how far off was it? It was spot on. Right, like to the minute? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, so so kind of to give the times. I left my house at twelve thirty Friday morning, so that's why I wasn't on with Matthew. You know, I was kind of getting to sleep before the, we took off, and I got we got to Fairhaven at six thirty. The we probably would have been sooner because when we stopped at the Milford, Connecticut stop, mm-hmm. we met up with another rider, uh, Tree Monkey. BJ that came down to meet up with us spent probably we had something to eat at the Wendy's gas station. Wendy's there's a truck stop, I think it was a pilot truck stop that had you know Wendy's and we got something to eat. And we we then sat there and probably spent an extra 45 minutes there. So we may have been a little sooner if we didn't spend so much time there, but overall, you know, by the time I left the house to get there, it was 18 hours, including. Stop times of about three hours of stops, so 15 hours. Any rain? So we had rain on the way up a little bit. It was about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. No, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm, 3 o'clock? 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, just south of Petersburg, v- Virginia. We hit rain, and it wasn't like a lot of rain. It was just kind of like a misty rain. I think we just missed a big rainstorm. The other rainstorm we had was coming back when we're crossing into we're in New Jersey, crossing into Pennsylvania around um, Easton. We hit some rain, and you know we thought it was going to really open up on us, but it didn't. You guys came back a different different route. Um, a little bit. Um, from Mass to Harrisburg was the same. But then once we left Harrisburg, coming back, we came back a different, we came more 95. We kind of did a little cut uh, around D.C. going up. We cut around D.C. going up because we, how I planned it out was that I didn't want to hit rush hour traffic. And trying to plan to not miss D.C. traffic, New York City traffic was an interesting one.
2: (laughs) All right. So given the mileage Mm -hmm. and the time, Mm -hmm. how close were you to your iron butt?
1: So, <laughs> to really throw the number out, we're 155 miles short of an iron butt.
2: But you also had how many more hours to go?
1: Because
2: you left uh, at midnight and you were there. So I at I like had 6 another. PM?
1: Yeah, so I had another six hours. T- I could have done it. I honestly, we could honestly, could have done it. Yeah, you could just rode around and totally got it. Right, but I had none of the receipts, none of the documentation. So, wow. Mm. That's crazy, uh, uh, Rico.
2: Our boy's gonna do an iron butt.
0: And I know. Uh, long before that's me. Crazy. Yeah, right. So while you were riding sixteen hours, what were you thinking as far as did you did you prep enough? Did you did you did you hydrate enough? Was any kind of fatigue or anything as you
1: were riding? What would you do differently? So going up, I had no issues going up because um, we left in the middle of the night. Um, it was really enjoyable re- leaving at night. It was kind of you know refreshing before the week since I knew I was going on it. I was drinking a lot of water and trying to hold my bladder because I knew our stops were two hours. I was trying to you know train myself to kind of not go to the bathroom and for every two hours or so. That was the big thing because I didn't want to be like making pit stops because we we're on a time. You know, it was a time crunch, and I didn't want to sit there and right, right. do that. That would be the biggest thing. Music played a big piece in in the ride. Um, the center, the center was, you know, the best thing with music and running Spotify was was best.
2: Were you running the loud pipes list that we made?
1: Um, I don't remember what I was running. I was running different. I had different lists. That was one of them. I did have one I have played, um, growing up.
2: I don't know if we ever talked about that much on the show, but this was probably several months ago.
1: Oh six God, months ago almost, maybe
2: almost a year ago now. Yeah, we got together and everybody in the clubhouse all sent in a whole list of songs, like if you're going to ride or you know, kind of like your your top songs, best of the best. And I don't know how many we ended up with, John. A couple of hundred.
1: Oh God, yeah. In the
2: playlist, and it's published. Would you put that in the the, notes,
1: the show notes? I'll put that. I'll put that in the notes. So, it's kind of going back and I'll throw this one out. And I think Rico maybe touched on this. Was there a point that I dreaded it? And the answer was yes. <laughs> on on the way up. We left New Jersey and it was probably around noon and we're going 287 around New York City and I'm just like I'm about done. This this is cuz you know, <laughs> that we was about, were about
2: 600 miles at that point. 5, five to
1: 500 500 or so. Yeah. And and I'm just like, I'm I'm ready to be done with this. <laughs> I'm 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 ready to be done. Um, but you know, I hung in there, kept going, and the saving grace, the good and bad part was we got to the Tappan Zee Bridge and it, there was an accident on the Tappan Zee Bridge. Like, and yes, I can stop. <laughs> we can stop we stopped kind of got a refresh, and then we started going.
2: Well, I guess along Rico's lines in terms of preparedness and i i always struggle with this in terms of packing enough things or packing too many things
1: did you pack stuff that you didn't use uh no because i knew i was well yes i did in fact um the biggest thing that i packed that i did not need was my sleeping bag
2: Ah, uh, got it hotel you guys hoteled it or uh, had people to no no
1: so talking about that real interesting thing. So Bobby has, since he's up there, his mom, um, and on the app, he named her nickname is "Mota mama. Um, nice. <laughs> has a cousin mm-hmm. that still lives up there. She's 86 years old, lives, you know, in a 55 plus community. Uh, Bobby has never met her, but heard a lot of stories about her and she will let us crash at her house
2: nice
1: and and it was she was really awesome lady she told us a lot of stories she's a world traveler been to all over the world
0: nice
1: she's still traveling to, the, to to this day she in fact this I think is it this year is it I'm not sure if she's going this year here in a little bit or is it early next year but she's going back over to Europe um, she is born she was born in 1931 in Germany so it was pretty it's pretty cool to hear all her stories about her world traveling and so really nice lady and shout outs to her and and it was really cool is that she had a kind of, I think it was a trailer. while well, trailers still lived in or was a module. I don't know which one it was, but she has a garage and she says, since she, since it might rain tonight, you guys can park your bikes in a garage. I'll park my car out, out outside. I mean, that's ah, how nice. Wow. She was really that's cool. That's awesome. She was really cool. And then the other one. Was we stayed at another member on the app um, that in fact came down that uh, N3 Pro N3 Pro has a ni- 2017 Modus. Oh, nice. So, mm. yeah,
2: um, nice. Did you ride along with it, or just it was just part of the meetup?
1: It, uh, he was. We just crashed at his house. He had other things to do. He let us crash at his house, and we we spent a the night there. We got there at eleven o'clock on saturday night yeah, that was a little trip getting over there but but yeah that's that was pretty cool. cool so we slept in his recliner, we had the recliners we crashed into the recliners got up the next morning and off we went so that's the thing that need the need sleeping bag so man that's
0: cool as hell yeah in three pro
1: yep thank you for looking out for my boy <laughs> yep yep they all they all did i mean we met a lot of people that said hey you someplace crash well well you know Give us, let us know. Sweet. All right. Now, all those stops, like you said, every,
2: what, every 130 miles or so, you stop for gas. Uh-huh. What was the most interesting stop? Or did you have any stopping incidents? You know, like pulling in to get gas and something goes wrong. Like, how did that, how did those work out for you?
1: Interesting stops. Any cool, cool places that you stopped at? No, we didn't stop at any place really cool. No, no place really cool. The, the interesting one, though, talking about a stop that was kind of, and this is kind of a, a, an interesting challenge on the way, was we're getting going through D.C. and we're getting near Quantico. And all of a sudden, Bobby gets off the exit, and this wasn't a planned stop. Hmm. And he gets off at Quantico, and I'm like, okay, why are we getting off at Quantico? Okay, and I'm start thinking, I'm like, well, he's next Marine. He might have been here, something, he wants to see something. All right, so I'll just follow along. <laughs> he pulls in and pulls into Navy Federal Bank. And all of a sudden, he starts saying, I turn off the bike. And what's going on? He goes, my clutch is acting up.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say, put on the ski mask. No.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Here, put, put this on. <laughs>
2: put this on. Don't ask questions. Just put the ski mask on.
1: <laughs> so
2: Keep your bike running.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. This isn't going to be fun. If your clutch is acting up. So, of course, here I am with a spider, and you know what's in the spider, the trunk and everything. Oh, well, what tool do you need, Bobby? <laughs> 10-millimeter wrench, here you go. Here's the pliers. And he adjusted something on the cable and got it fixed, and we got back on the road. So that was one of the stops that I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be interesting.
2: <laughs> you, you see John <laughs> pulling out like the stack of tools like it's like out comes the bottom part. Here's the top tool case, and he sets it all up. <laughs> yeah,
0: rolls,
1: rolls it out.
0: Yeah, roll it out. Here you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, that looks like a ten millimeter. Here you go. Boom. That's well, cool. Since he has a Yamaha and it's a you know metric bike, that's usually the size. You know, it's ten millimeters usually the one of the go to sizes. So. so, you had wrenches or you only had the pliers? No, I had wrenches. Oh, you had wrenches. I have wrenches, sockets. Um, of course you do. Torque fixed <laughs> screwdriver, electrical tape,
2: <laughs> impact wrench, and small air tank. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I do have a little air compressor in there, so it's got it all. Quarter of oil, hey, flat. <laughs> I don't flat. have picture flat. I probably should get a patching kit because you know I do run car tires, so I could always you know yeah plug kit. There you go, that plug you kit. It. So
0: I think that's necessary.
1: There was no, like, major interesting stop, I would say, that was... Oh, hey, yes, there was an interesting stop. There we go, yeah. Get another one. So, on our way back, we stopped at the Connecticut rest area. And a gentleman pulls in, and all of a sudden I turn around, and he's talking to Bobby, and it's a gentleman on a spider. And he pulls up, starts talking to me, because Bobby was running to the bathroom. And... It's a gentleman that's from South Florida on a five and a half five and a half month tour mm-hmm. all the way up to Nova Scotia. He went all the way up to Nova Scotia, went to uh, BRP's 10-year anniversary at the Sparta factory, and saw that. And he has a 2014 k Am Sparta ST, which is the next model up to mine. More of a sport touring bike, a little higher, uh, has a standard windshield. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but he not He he doesn't have the two brothers, pi- two brothers pipes on it. Yeah, that's uh, right.
1: yeah, he does not. Uh, <laughs> saddlebags, and the funny thing is, is he just has forty eight thousand miles on that bike already. Wow,
0: so He's getting around too.
1: Yeah. Yep, that was that was probably one of the coolest stops.
0: Nice. So with all these spider riders long riding long distances. Hey. No need to balance. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That's cool though. Oh, so uh, any interesting roads? Any good roads that you rode on the way up there? Or just what was it mostly highway?
1: Most of it was all highway. What we did find coming back, uh, going into Joppa, uh, Maryland, which is north of Baltimore, we're coming down off of I think it's seventy eight out of Harrisburg area. I think that's the route and we found this called old joppa road and it was a pretty awesome road and bobby said that he wished to close it off traffic wise and just let motorcycles run it because it was that much fun yeah. so that was that was a pretty cool road we kind of back rode it from there but otherwise no it's pretty much all interstates all the way because of time constraints and everything else so uh no in fact it was 83 out of um uh, harrisburg all right. So here's a question for you. Okay.
0: Being as new to riding as you are and all the miles you put on so far, what is it for you that keeps you wanting to get out there riding, riding these long distances? What are you getting from your riding experience that you just love so much?
1: I guess the peace, the relaxation that it brings, and enjoyment of seeing new places and meeting new people it's really fun to go meet the motorcycle community. And I mean, we've talked about it and I praise it so much since rich talked about it. Like you said, rich, Mm -hmm. you know, motorcycle community, you just pull up and you start talking to them and it just, you know, you ride and you just start talking and just come like instant friends.
2: Yeah. and, And for the most part, it doesn't really matter what they're on. I mean, there are a few exceptions, but it doesn't really matter what the bike is, which is cool.
1: No. And you know, I've probably have ridden with Bobby. I think I've met him two or three times before this. Maybe right, rode, you know, maybe a couple hundred miles with him before this. Where'd you meet him first? I met him on the Moto app. He's one of the main um, NC members. He's a curator in the app now. Um, he did a lot of stuff. He lives not far from me. He lives like he lives in Rocky Mountain area. So... Okay. Um, about an hour from me. So met him there, met around here and he's, you know, an awesome guy to ride with. So it's really, really fun to ride with him and a lot of experience. I mean, I learned so much, even though I'm on three wheels, learned so much of riding with him (laughs) going down the road. So, and I guess the other thing to kind of plug this a little bit and talk about the miles, the one thing that this trip I was, going to see if I can learn from was, could I do an iron butt? You know, I was 800 miles, you know, 800 miles one way. Mm-hmm. Could I do an iron butt? And the answer is yes. I not think so. Now, mm-hmm. not to the throw The question my, is, do you go with Rich? <laughs> so, so so, not to throw my buddy Rich iron bust your buddy, but I'm going to give you the little advice that it's got to be done and you got to be ready for this. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Hit me. You got to get on the bike. You got to go 130 miles. Wait, what? I have to get on a bike? Yeah, got to get on a bike. Okay. Right 130 miles to the gas stop. Yeah. Fill your tank up. Yeah. Get drink. Get a little snack. If you want it. Mm-hmm. Pee. Be back on a bike in like 10 to 15 minutes after you stop.
0: That's uh, for Rich.
1: <laughs> and get back on and do another 130 miles and do it over and over. 15 that's, minutes, huh? Hmm. That's That's the kicker.
0: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Rich can't
2: do that. That's like any long-distance trip, though. Your your stops is what kills you.
0: Yeah. Because he he needs his coffee, you know, (laughs) got to undress completely and just (laughs) hang out. Stretch,
1: relax. Take
0: it all in, you know.
1: Have a snack. The other thing that I learned is it's good to go with with a pair of guys. Go in pairs. Don't do it by yourself. Oh, yeah. And this is the reason is – Even if it's not on comms or anything else, but when you get to the gas stop, one guy fills up, the other guy goes, runs in, uses the bathroom, leaves, one guy stays with the bikes and switch it so you don't have to, you know, take, you know, all your electronics off. Because, I mean, I have a lot of electronics, and I'm not going to let this sit there and, you know, just let it get disappeared and, you know, helmet, GoPro, camera, you know, phones, (laughs) and that's how it keeps it together. And I think planning is the other key, is to know your stops. And also plan out, you know, yeah, all right, what cities you're going to hit. Are you going to hit traffic? What what's the consequences? So there's there's a little bit of that.
0: So did you do any little? Uh, did you do any um, video blogging while you were on your excursion?
1: I have video. <laughs> I did not talk during the event, <laughs> and that was just due to this is one downsized to the Senna backpack. Is when it's on, you can't have music. And I wasn't going to, yeah, um, that distance. You want your music? Y- you could. I could reach up and turn the switch on and off, which is really, I could do. But I just focus on the ride and enjoy the ride and music. Nice. That's what I did. So
2: now you mentioned that Bobby had an issue with his clutch. Was there any any other issues or incidents that you guys had?
1: <laughs> so. Let me let me go down here. And look at my peek my notes here. No, he's got notes. Biggest thing I hate to say was traffic. I mm. feel sorry for anybody that lives in Connecticut, New York City area. I'm sorry, y'all. I do. Want, I, I I honestly want to avoid it next time. <laughs> is it um, worse than Atlanta?
2: Yes. Well, because the roads are terrible too. On top of it,
1: we went around New York City and as soon you know we hit Tappan Zee Bridge. They're building a new Tappan Zee Bridge, which I think is going to be like 12 lanes. Um, but there was a truck broken down on the side of the road. I do not know what they're doing, but they're banging on the hitch, and I, I, I don't know what the deal was <laughs> with that, but that was they had a lane shut down, and then we got on, instead of going all the way down to 95 in Connecticut, we got on 15, which is a parkway, and it was nothing but traffic all the way, bumper-to-bumper bumper, traffic, two lanes. And then we get to Milford Stop, get back on 95, and it's traffic all the way through Connecticut. No reasons, don't know why, but there's just traffic.
0: I guess you know. I guess it'd be nice to know which states you can lane split split in, right?
1: The, the only one you legally can is is California.
0: All of them, when you get aggravated. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a spot that I got, you know. So, so, and then we hit Rhode Island, run, and Providence had some traffic. That was that was one of the, the issues. The other one of the issues was. We're coming across uh, 80, let me look at my map real quick.
2: 81, you had an accident?
1: Uh, Nope, not that one yet. Um, We were coming across 78, across from Allentown into Harrisburg. And all of a sudden, I smelled rubber. I'm like, why do I got rubber smell? What am I, am I burning something? And in front of Bobby was a trailer. And all of a sudden, I started to see the trailer wobble and mm. it blew the tire and bobby told me afterwards that it crossed just in front of him mm. and almost hit it and he was afraid it was going to hit the median and come back in front of us and then you know we flashed the guy bobby was flashing the guy to, you know kind of warning him like you gotta stop you gotta you know you go by And sure enough was zoo hall trailer and the tire was gone mm. and then the other thing that rich kind of mentioned was <laughs> there was a major accident we stopped north of Harrisburg um, for a quick gas break and we get back on the highway and Bobby got kind of misdirection on 81 and we ended up going back north on 81 when we should have been going south Mm. and there was a major accident and when we left the gas station we saw a bunch of uh, police and fire responders and there was two cars flipped upside down on the roofs on 81. (laughs) Oh Wow. Like, I do not know what happened. I think there was, I don't know, there was something that happened. And it it was pretty, you know, it was pretty bad. So hmm. that was a couple of the challenges. I guess I would say
2: recommendation for next time. This is the way I like to go to New England is just take 81 all the way to 84.
1: Yeah, we should have probably done that.
2: I mean, I know you had other stops and, and motives, but.
1: Right. And, and then I did have an oh, shit moment. <laughs> and this is this is where, um, yeah, it got really scary on the bike was coming back Sunday night. We were south of Richmond. Uh, Bobby was leading and I had a gap between us and a car decided to come over. And it literally if I wasn't paying attention, it would have took me out. Nice. No turn signal, no nothing. Just sorry, come over and split between us so look out that that was that was a scary moment and and bobby we stopped at the north carolina welcome center and i said something to bobby about it and he goes how how are you feeling i says i scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> because all of a sudden a car came over it was just you know and we went by the guy and the guy didn't even pay attention to me when i went by him he just didn't even know you were there Was looking straight ahead. I'm like, come on, buddy. You can't see six headlights sitting on this spider.
0: Right. It looks like a damn spider coming down the
1: road. (laughs) So, I mean, come on. So, that was the scary part. So,
0: Yeah. right, like they don't see you, brother. That's for
1: sure. Yeah. What else would you like to know?
2: I think, question-wise, I think I'm good. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share or if Rico's got another one. But that's just, man. That's quite a yeah, ride. I'm, I'm proud of you for making that kind of trip, though.
0: Now that you've gotten back home, are you going to ride soon? <laughs> so to answer that question.
2: <laughs> he came to Charlotte like not even a week later. A week later, I was in Charlotte. <laughs> <That's nice>. And
1: <laughs> rode on Sunday. And, and, right. and to do that little shout out is in the Moto app, one of the guys that live in the Kannapolis area, a car pulled out in front of him, and he was in a wreck. Um, on, on an R3. So we rode down. One of the guys here, KP Moto, wanted to go down and see him because he knows how people are when they rack and visit with people. So we got on. Uh, I, I arranged a setup. Or I shouldn't say I arranged it. I worked up. He wanted to do it. And I just worked out the details. And there's five of us that left from the Raleigh area and rode down. John we planned went, it. Come on. Do what? John planned it. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I kind of planned it. I mean, I planned a route and I was going to meet up with uh, another guy over in Lillington that started his college. And I was going to meet up with Matthew, but those two kind of bailed. And so then we ended up at the Ichiban buffet, Tabachi sushi buffet in Concord Mills. And they ended up being 13 of us, including uh, our buddy Mike from the Riders of the Loud Pipes and Rich came over.
2: Yay! I made it out of the mm-hmm. house, Rico.
1: What? Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So so thanks for coming over. Mike got to meet Mike's wife, and and Rich came over, and then we did a few of us did a little ride. That was, it was pretty fun. Cool. Other than other than that, um, another thing that I learned is riding in the heat sucks. Yeah, duh. it just it takes a major toll on your body. In fact, talking about traffic, back to that traffic talk around New York City, we hit traffic coming back into New York City on 15 a little bit, not as bad. But then we hit major traffic south of D.C. And we went from Joppa, Maryland to Frederick, Maryland, Fredericksburg. And it took us three hours to do that in nothing but traffic on the south side of D.C. And, and we get to the stop, and I said something to Bobby, like how long are we going to wait? And his answer was, I need at least an hour. And he has never, he didn't say that to me at all. Hmm. Just because the you know, the heat, the sun, you know, just tired you out. So
2: Yeah. It's draining. Did you drink just water or what, what were you drinking for hydration?
1: I mostly drank water or Gatorade. Got it. That's what I mostly did. I kept that and I had the camel pack, which was really helpful on the rides and kept myself as hydrated as I could. But, I mean, every two, three hours, when we made a pit stop, goes into to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, and that's always the test, right? If you, as long as you're continuing to go to the bathroom and you know you're not dehydrated.
1: Yeah, and, and, and what I would say is and what I kind of thought about was instead of drinking at a stop because, you know, you got two hours, if you have a camel pack, kind of sip a little bit at the stop, you know, try and make it an hour into the ride, and then drink a lot and start drinking more. So then by the time you get to the stop you got to go yeah and you you know flush your system out it was kind of <laughs> wild.
2: Yeah, don't so don't stop, jump on the bike and drink a bunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rich.
2: What what? What? <laughs> small coffees, small coffees.
1: So, yeah, we'll put a link I'll put a link up to the blog that uh Bobby wrote. I am in process of writing one. It's just yeah. Everything's been crazy. And so and i thought there's going to be a ride next year going back up to the northeast and maybe i'll i'll drop this one here you go rico R- R- rich won't do this with me but maybe you want to do it okay so next year's ride is to go from Mantio, north carolina all the way to la oh yeah oh, in, a west. in a week in a week yeah oh, and back yeah And back? yeah. And back. Yeah, no, I'm out. Three and a half days each way.
2: I'm out. I can tell you that right now.
1: I'll do that. So
0: next August. That's on my to-do list. Next next August?
1: Okay. That's our plan. Next August. Uh, Sign me up. We're going to stop in each state to visit with people from the Mono Amino app, and that's our plans.
0: Count me after.
1: Since we're sitting here talking about this, I'm going to... So that's all my boys out west... All our riders and all our listeners, Jabby, Chuck, Roger. Roger, you need to come down south of there, buddy. I can't make it to Oregon, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I, I can't do that one. <laughs> yes, and I know it's going to be hot. That's the bad part. Yeah, in August. Yeah. So we're supposed to be going 40 across, and then we're, I think we're coming back up across to Chicago and back down. So, you taking 40 and coming back 80? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet <laughs> because I have another plan. That's already, uh, we have another ride in October. So we'll talk about that later down.
2: Later. So, all right. Last call, Hogan, you another question or John final thought before we roll forward. No, I'm good. Said that a no Rico? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Before we get into the U-turn and other topics, I'd like to take a moment here to recognize the people that make this show possible. And remind everyone to visit loudpipes.net slash donate for more details. And I want to share a nice little example here. So recently, we took a deduction from our Patreon account because we wanted to get Johnny John, the same mic that Rico and I use, and to have some spares. So that purchase was funded 100% by the riders of Loud Pipes and cannot thank them enough for their support. So let's do the thanking. Barbershop riders, That would be our first five members, Jebby and Zion, as well as Chuck, Mike, and Chris. We have our riders group, which includes first five members, Marcus, Rickard, and Edward. Got to give a shout out to Mr. Anderson. He's got some new parts on his bike. Can't wait to see that. And let's not forget Steve, Micah, Jim, Kenny, Roger, and Dangerous Dave. That's the remainder of the riders group. And Darren is our insider. So like we said, loudpipes.net slash donate is a place to be to sign up. Check out the different reward levels we have and pick the one that interests you the most. And since Patreon is an ongoing sort of monthly program, there's also a link there for one-time donations. And amounts of any size are greatly appreciated. All right, we got to bring Brother Hogan up to speed on our new segment here that we are calling Spend My Money.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so not really a U-turn topic, but I guess it is because we we pitched out the scenario and now we need to pick the bikes. So just to, just to recap, the criteria is an early 40s rider with roughly 20 years experience moving from a cruiser to a more sporty bike. With touring potential, read that as hard bags. Budget is around 10K. Enjoy spirited riding, but this bike will serve no track duty. So that'll help you with your selection. And ride solo, no two-up considerations at all. And prefer an engine with character to the one simply with the most performance or paper specs, if you will. And lastly, and yes, it's me, I dislike chains as a final drive. So, John Enrico Spend my money. Go First, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I'll take this one first, okay, Rico. I'll give you a minute. Today. All right. Now remember,
2: we, right. we each had to pick a new bike. Now ten around ten k, and we're just talking about the list price of the bike, not setup and shipping and fees and all that. Just the list price, and then used bikes can be anything, you know, leftovers, you know, general used bikes, you know, special sales, that kind of thing. But for the new bike has to be the list price.
1: All right, what, can we go over, the list, over your budget a little bit?
2: Yeah, it's you know the budget is a, a guide.
1: All right, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let me get my notepad. Right. You want the new bike or your used bike first? Give me the new FJ. I mean the new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, there. I knew you were going to take the FJ. I know that is what you're going to list. I think. So I'm going to go Uh-oh. And, and pick out the Kawasaki versus 1000 LT for you
2: versus 1000 LT and that's how much 12.99 oh it's a bit over but okay
1: well you can save an extra couple pennies LT
2: 12999
1: and what's really cool to 2017 is in black and red lovely all right that's cool now that's in the class now to give you your used bike are you ready I'm ready a 2014 no oh, okay i think hey let me double check that hang on uh sorry 2012 2012 2012 guzzi norwich the norge norge yep n o r g e 1200 gt 8v and that's how much Oh, you can get one over a Matthews Fun Machine for $7,500. <laughs> they still have that? <laughs> there you go, my friend. There you go. And John, that
2: that hits the criteria. Engine has character,
1: shaft drive, sport touring. Nailed it. I, I had it last. I should say I had two episodes ago. When you threw this out, I picked it out. And I was like, that's the one. Nice. And that one is on the list. So good job. Sweet, there you go, there you go. Sorry, Rico.
2: Now, any comments as to why you picked any of these two before we get on to
1: Hogan? Well, the Kawasaki, I think I just took it because I know you're on the on the FJ, and I just want to give you something different. And I found an article did talking about the different bikes in on motorcyclist's uh, website talking about the head to head between the Kawasaki, the FJ. And the Suzuki V-Strom. Okay. And they gave the Kawasaki first place.
2: Very nice. So,
1: something a little different. They they So, it's a little better than the FJ. So, maybe something you can go check out. And the Moto Guzzi, I just picked it because you said you didn't want chain and character and different bike. I think that'd be kind of a, 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 a cool... <laughs> Nothing we can't talk about yet. Um You're reading
2: the notes, aren't you? I am. I'm trying not to look.
1: Don't read them. I'm all screwed up now. Uh, uh.
2: Well and I, and I know it's sad news but uh we want to give a shout out to Chuck cuz we know he had a an accident. And he may be the next one that we get to spend his money selecting a new bike. So, yeah.
1: So that's why I picked those bikes, there, sir. And hopefully, you can uh, may it fit your criteria.
2: Cool. And did you have fun with it? That's part of the idea. It was like have some fun looking up bikes and
1: I had fun talking t- about it. Um, I had. Uh, I mean, I knew two episodes ago what I was going to pick for you. <laughs> and and since I didn't exactly listen to. 96. I should have. Shame on you. I know. I'm bad. Deduction. <laughs> now, H- H- Hogan,
2: do you want me to go first, or are you you ready to no, run? No,
1: no, no. No, we got to go have Hogan go. Okay. <laughs> All right, Hogan. What do you got for him?
0: <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Rich. I got you, baby. Don't you, don't you worry, baby. I got you. You can only pick one, <laughs> but
2: go ahead, go ahead. I got Spend you lined up. Spend my money.
0: Baby. I got you lined up. <laughs> I got you lined up, baby. All right. So for the new for the new bike, I'm hooking you up with a zero FX. All right. It's it's belt driven. Yep. The engine has some character.
2: It's different.
0: Different. It's It's definitely different. different. (laughs) And, you know, it's good on gas.
2: And how much?
0: And you can get a new one for $9,495. Oh, I thought they were a little more than that. Okay. Well, you know, you get the base model, baby. You can't get the the chrome accessories now. (laughs) You
2: said you only had 10, mofo. Come on. (laughs)
0: You know, I'm trying to hook her brother up. Getting well, no yeah, you can no know, modus with 10 grand, fool. You know, you wouldn't worry about a passenger. So, you know, we've ridden this bike. So, yep. you know, it's got lots of travel. It's kind of fun to ride. You won't go far. But hey.
2: It'll be fun while it lasts.
0: You, you, gotta, you, you didn't want to ride it on the track, right?
2: So, now, now, it's got the sport part, but I don't know about the touring part with battery range. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you know. Depend on your definition of touring. You know what I'm saying? The way you ride, touring is like going to work and back. (laughs) This is true. It can be. Uh, All right. What else you got? All right. And the next one I got for you, baby, is the Honda Grom. (laughs) The Grom.
2: (laughs) Now, how many of those can I get for ten grand? Oh, you can get, you can get three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd need to ride all three of them at once.
1: No, yeah. no, 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 Rico, that'd be good. One for Rich, one for Bryce, and one for Cameron. There you go. All set. All set. All boys that have bikes. There we go. That's
2: right. I'm being greedy with one bike. I can get three.
1: Exactly.
2: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to go ride one of those. I hear they're the a blast ride, so we got to check it out.
2: <laughs> if I go ride one, John, will you come take video?
1: Yeah, man. I'll come do that for you.
2: Oh, that's funny. Is that a new, a new Grom? Yeah, that's a new one. Awesome. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you have a used pick or no? Uh,
0: I do have a used pick, and the used pick is kind of boring. It's a 2010 Honda F800GS. Honda? BMW you mean? BMW, sorry, yeah. BMW.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Interesting. Interesting. How much is that? Roughly? That one you can get for 10 grand. Crackless.
2: Still 10 grand. Wow.
0: Yeah, still 10 grand, bro. Sorry. BMW.
2: All right.
0: Yep. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> the grom.
2: You can get a gram or three.
1: All right. So 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 Rich, what what are you picking on my buddy?
2: Well, I think my new pick is obvious. You know, I don't think I have to even say it, but for, yeah, for 10,500, it would still be an FJ09, I believe at this point. All those other ones we haven't r- ridden yet, but I think that's still the pick. And then my used one, I'm sad that the one I found was sold. So I had to go search around earlier today and my pick for a used bike Will be a 2010 Honda VFR 1200F shaft drive V4 sport touring, and my used price is where did it go? Right. Six thousand five hundred. Was it sixty five hundred? I don't know where it went. Yeah, yeah sixty five hundred. Sixty five hundred, and it's in Spartanburg. Sweet. So not bad, and that that is an interesting motorcycle and. I'm really starting to look at this in <clears throat> in the used market, you know, instead of you know new bikes for the sport touring itch. So, I think I'm gonna have to go ride a couple of older uh, VFRs, and see if that. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I a mean, lot of fairing. How, how can you go wrong with a V4 though? I mean, throw a pipe on it; it's gonna sound amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. You got the little shorties on it too, so it's really nice. Yeah, and and you can do a, like hard saddlebags tour pack and the saddles which is nice
2: the one that i saw there was one in south park for 6500 it was a 2010 or 12 same almost the same look as this bike but it had the hard bags on it top case and the hard bags. so for the same money but it it sold and it had very few miles on it it, it wasn't even 10 grand Ah, it was a baby it was So that's that. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. So we'll just remind everyone that if you want us to spend your money, (laughs) just send in the criteria. Uh, You can use our feedback page, lodpipes.net slash feedback. There's also a link at the top of the website. Uh, Email address, feedback at rdubstudios.com. You can send it in and we'll uh, we'll read it one episode and then we'll have our picks in a, a subsequent show. All right, Hogan, are you ready to try the new news roundup, rapid fire style?
0: What? Let's do it, baby.
2: And you need to make me me a sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. All right, the big news topic. Now, just a reminder, this is how we do it. I'm going to give the sort of the headline and the gist of the story, and you and John get 60 seconds each to comment. Hmm. All right. Which will be tough on this first one. (laughs) All right. Harley Davidson announces all new soft tails for 2018, which is an all new chassis, new suspension, new rear monoshock, Milwaukee 8 engines, and they've taken some of the more popular Dynas and blasphemy made them soft tails. So we'll just stick to that topic for now. 2018 Harley Softails, Milwaukee 8 powered, all new chassis. Loving it. Johnny Go. Love it. <laughs> or Rico Go. You go first. Oh. 60 seconds.
0: What I like about it, I love the Softail Fat Boy and the Fat Bob. I love them. Very nicely done. Um, I like the adjustable suspension. I don't know if I like the little crank on the side yet. I'm still going to get used to that to so adjust uh, the the uh, uh, mono spring on the back, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't like, it looks like they have like a water-cooled uh, radiator in front of these things. Is that right? I think they're oil, oil cooler. Oil? Okay. But they did look like radiators. So I don't know if I can dig that, but I do dig the, 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 um, The solid wheels on the uh, fat boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that. I like the LED lights on these guys. Uh, Very sharp. Uh, Just wish Harlow would just give it up with the little black uh, uh, grips and everything. But other than that, love it. I think that's John saying your time's up. (laughs) Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only one more thing. It's the 100, was it 115th anniversary as well? It is. So you get, not only get an all new soft tail, but you'll get an anniversary bike. Sweet. All right. I will time Johnny John. Go. I got it. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) You're not serious.
1: Uh, Huge
2: changes, my friend, huge changes. uh, It's not like a 10 year anniversary gold stripe package.
1: Well I, well, I know. I, know. Um, I think it's kind of cool that they. I really, I'll be kind of sad. I haven't really followed much of the information. <clears throat> I'm a little slack. But, you know, a lot of people, I'll put it out like the Fat Bob, and I think it kind of does look good. Um, I'm glad they put all the same, glad they moved the Mo- Milwaukee 8 motor across. So that, that's kind of a like cool. I shit.
0: knew they would.
1: I think you that's did, one didn't of my predictions
2: I think it was. I think it was. Find out at year end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but the sad part is that if you really go to the CVO and the forty two K, that's a lot of money.
2: And that's your time. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about the CVO. I was trying to keep it to the soft tails, but yeah, all some all new CVOs. I'm really digging the road glide. But yeah, forty-two thousand dollars.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot stiff of change.
2: Diff for a motorcycle.
1: All right. So, so you want your you want to talk about it? Or are you gonna?
2: Yeah, I guess I'll just give a final summary and just a reminder. We're gonna have a guest next week. We're gonna get real deep in the details on all the new Harleys. So that's kind of why we're we're just glossing over it tonight. But I think all new Softail. Good good move for Harley. Um. I'm not so sure about moving those Dyna models into the soft tail line. I think if they didn't want to have Dynas anymore, they should have just killed them and not make them soft tails. I think people that like the Dyna like the Dyna. They don't want a balanced motor and, you know, the hard tail lookalike. I think for Dyna purists, that's not going to sit well. And the only place for them to go now is a sportster, which is not an upgrade. So I don't know. Feel bad for the people that like the Dyna chassis, that's all. But as a soft tail lover, great move. I think it's a good move for Harley, like you said, John, to standardize the engines and the platform. So we'll see. How'd I do? Look at that. Before the buzzer. Like a bro. You're done. (laughs) All right, next topic. And I think this is a... Oh, that's the third one. All right. So the next topic is, this actually started with an article on RevZilla, but I traced it back to the source, which is from the LA Times. And they were reporting at Pebble Beach that Confederate motorcycles plan to go all electric, possibly with zero motorcycles as a partner or platform, if you will. And Confederate motorcycles known for their over-the-top power and over-the-top design, you know, V-twin power plants. Just radical design, suspension, chassis, and you know CNC milled parts and carbon fiber everywhere. Just some really high-end motorcycles. So if this is true, that they're going all electric, I think that's I think it's an interesting data point in the industry. I don't know what it really tells us because they don't sell that many motorcycles. But it's an interesting data point, and if they can actually make some money, this will be interesting. So we'll let Johnny go first this time.
1: Hmm. You're
2: not going to do the snooze again?
1: No, no, I'm not going to do the snooze. It's just interesting. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. I see you. Rich. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I'm trying to think about this. I'm
2: holding uh, up the timer.
1: To- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting that they are going that way to electric, and maybe it's a good thing for the market for some other manufacturers to step up to the plate where others haven't. You know, fully got there. Are they going to make it a cruiser? If they make a cruiser, you know, electric bike, nobody's done that yet, so that'd be kind of good. So we'll see what happens. But you know, as I'm looking here at the article, 150K is a lot of money for a bike. So Yeah, for
2: anything. Yeah, a little for little.
1: anything. That's that's a lot of money. So we'll see what happens. That's all I can say.
2: All right. Yeah, left five seconds on the clock. Brother Hogan?
0: Hey. Well the confederate motorcycle company is known for putting out some unique bikes and um you know a lot of their bikes are like custom one-off type of bikes so uh, that i've seen um i think them going electric will put a new twist on their current um, models uh, it'll just step up everybody's game once once they see what Confederate can do with these electric bikes and and there's some of their crazy configurations with their their with their styling of their bikes. I think it's a welcome change. I think it'll innovate a lot of the other uh, makers to kind of add some spice to their life and not make these boring electric bikes anymore. I think Confederate Confederate motorcycles can be that that one to blaze that future with some nice looking electric bikes that could probably do longer ranges. So I'm all for it.
2: Well done. And I guess just my final thought before we move on to the third and final rapid fire news item is just kind of like what you were saying, Rico, I think if someone can put some really cool design to an electric powertrain, I think that's going to help push it farther, farther forward. So instead of, you know, instead of having to, design you know all new powertrain it makes sense to partner with somebody that's already doing the electric powertrain and then just wrap it in a really cool package yes and i think we said earlier today maybe they'll beat harley to the market with a electric power cruiser
0: yeah and i think that would draw us to the 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 live wire just how different it looked um from all the rest of them and just the unique sound it made so i'm thinking you know confederate can, can be that that catalyst to kind of push it forward to really have some cool designs when it comes to their electric bikes
2: yeah. yeah it was all about the design we didn't even really care the range we were just like this is cool i want it yeah, yeah exactly okay third and final rapid fire for this evening as if anyone didn't know this one <laughs> indian motorcycle what? company has clinched the first ever manufacturer's title in American's flat American Flat Tracks Grand National Championship. That's a mouthful. Yeah,
0: it is. So I don't think
2: anyone is surprised about this. So being your uh, baby, Hogan, you get the first sixty.
0: Wow, I'm so proud of Indian to to kinda of go out and just <laughs> knock it out of the knock it out of the park. <laughs> you, some, you know, these these three guys are really um shown the way as far as how you ride in the dirt and i just can't be tickled enough to you know put harley's face in the dirt <laughs> literally <laughs> not while i'm drinking come on <laughs> and you know just keep pushing forward indian you got 25
2: more seconds you don't want a, another jab at harley or something
0: No, no, no. You know, I I still love my Harleys. You know, I'm just kind of tickled pink about about that. But I do love the new uh, Fat Bob and the new um, Fat Boy. So those two bikes are really speaking to me. So I I can't kick up too much dirt.
1: All right. Fair enough. Johnny John? So I'm disappointed in Harley. I thought they were going to do a better showing. I think this year has been kind of uh, let's put this way. Glad to see Indian come out and put it in play, do a good job, come out there and, and not make a sleeper and put a bike out there. They I think they also went out and I think they knew they had a good bike and they want to put top talent on it and they went out and got the talent to ride these guys, these bikes. So kudos to, to Indian on that. Hopefully it's not the same repeat next year. And hopefully Harley steps up to the plate because they better. Because I'm sorry to say that if you're going to see the same guys running every week, winning every week or every race, that's 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 not racing. It's dominating. Yeah. Correct. So hopefully they come out. I think Harley I, I would think as a manufacturer they will. So we'll see what happens. And congrats to Indian. All right. Well done, sir. And I guess
2: just my final thought on that is kind of what I've said the last couple of the last times we talked about flat track is I do sort of take it back when I initially said that it was boring watching Indian win all the time, but after watching a couple of races and seeing the top Indian riders battle amongst themselves, it still did make for exciting racing, you know, even if they are on the same team. So it's still fun to watch. I'm, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from them there. And, you know, I have my hats off to Indian as well. They did a fantastic job and it looks like Kawasaki is stepping up the plate too. So we're seeing them. Making it to the podium as well towards the latter part of the season. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Nice and tidy. I like it. I like it. All right. We got to spend a quick minute over at the garage. Johnny John, you've been doing a little repacking, I understand.
1: Yes. What a pain in the butt. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so, so, as you know, the two brothers are exhausting the bike every... 5,000 miles, it's got to be repacked. So, I was due after that nice little 1,800-mile trip to the northeast and back, and it started to, before I went on a trip down near the bottom of the intake, it started to change colors where the packing was burning off from the carbon fiber. Hmm. So, I had a packing kit ordered before I left. No. Yes. I ordered it before I left. So, I got home, and I did it. So, I've never done anything with rivets before so I had to pop rivets out and then pull it out and then repack it. It was a challenge but I got it done. It took me about three nights of working on it different sort of nights and Ooh. and it was I didn't think I had enough packing material so I had to order another kit and actually did have enough packing and <laughs> so it, it was a challenge but hopefully next time it'll be a lot easier to get done. And is it really just 5000 miles? For a- Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, you know you don't want it to get a little louder, a little throatier.
1: So the problem is if it does that, if it burns too much of the packing off, then the carbon fiber is going to, to change colors. So it's going to kind of go from a nice shiny black, it's going to go to a dull matte color. And lose the glossiness. Yeah. Oh. So, so you, you want to keep the gloss. Yeah. It looks nice and pretty. <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe
2: maybe a nod to uh, titanium for next time. Possibility, yeah. And it, Possibility. W- was it
1: the color changing down low? Like, could you even see it? Was it down yeah. like under the pipe? No, it's on the side. It's it's actually where so where the intake comes into the muffler, right there, where it meets and probably the first place it comes into the exhaust, it gets burned off. Wow, Okay. And it gets done, and I probably didn't pack. I think I haven't repacked it very well as well down there, and it has grown some because I didn't. It was really hard to get the. There's a cap, and then the can, and then there's an inter- internal steel pipe that's inside of it. So to get all that to go together was really hard to just get it to compact. Mm-hmm. So
2: now have you? Uh, looked into some different packing material like maybe some kind of steel wool or something that wouldn't burn out as quickly or
1: i I have not I have not so
2: so I wonder if you could in the first part of it you know like the first couple inches if you could put something more something a little stronger down there you I mean like I said like so some kind of steel wool or something that that's not like just that fiberglass
1: material right right have uh, to talk you know look into that I know uh our listener roger that's did dirt bike racing and he's, you know, off in the clubhouse just talked to me about how, um, when I was talking about repacking, he kind of mentioned some other things to try to do. And so, all right. Might look at that at some point. It was just that that's what it was and, you know, see what happens.
2: Very nice. Okay. I know Hogan, you're not doing any wrenching, right? <laughs> not even no, on a galloper.
0: No. <laughs> nope. Well, I got a, let's see, caliper, caliper, no,
2: nothing. Yeah, same on this end. I haven't haven't done much lately, but I did get, I got two new parts in the mail this week. Actually, one's coming tomorrow. I noticed that the the brake reservoir cap for the front on the Harley, I, it it looked like it was, I don't know how to describe it, but it looked like the paint was peeling off of it. And then, as I looked at it closer, I realized the cap is actually cracked. So it's halfway across it, uh, between the two bolts to the center, the center little eye that it has uh, the metal is actually cracked. So I'm getting a little brake fluid weeping out of there. Um, so I ordered up a new part from JP Cycles, and I think it's from Covington Customs. I think is the one I ended up going with. It's a it's a milled billet piece. It's got a couple of fins on top, so it's black, and then of course contrast cut with with the milling. So once I get it and get it on, I'll put a, put a picture in the show notes. And what's the other thing I got? Oh, the Senna backpack, John came today.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like I said, the, the, it works well if you plan on just to do audio and motor blogging or audio, but you know, once you're done, you can, you turn it off and it stops it. So, uh, what I have set up is the, is the, Skeleton pack, and if you have the skeleton pack on and your gloves, you can re- actually pull down the, you know, camera, and you can turn the backpack off, and it releases the audio back to you. Okay. So, um, it will work for phone calls. If you have a phone call in, it will override that, but it won't do navigation and music. It won't over, okay. you know, override that, because I think it's legal rights and stuff. They don't want your copyright and stuff to go to the GoPro. and Got it. So. Okay.
2: Uh, a couple of quick events just to mention. Uh, John, hopefully myself, and I know Mike from the Clubhouse is going to join at the Ray Price Capital City Bike Fest in Raleigh. That'll be in September uh, 23rd, 24th. And like we said at the the top of the show, episode 100 live show, looks like we are settled on Saturday, September 9th. That's going to be 1.30 uh, here in Charlotte. And we pretty much have the the place picked out, I just need to confirm one little detail uh, through email, and then we'll let everyone know where that's going to be. We'll probably have space for, I don't know, I think the little spaces will hold up to like 20 people, but we'll be able to have food and drink and have a good time. All right, one more time, I'd like to, again, thank the writers of Loud Pipes for their continued support, and again, encourage everyone to check out loudpipes.net forward slash donate. And additional information for this episode, including links and images, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 97 for this one. And we have links there to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, all that good stuff. All right, Mr. Hogan, it has been a while. Oh, man, I've loved it. Kickstands up? Yes, sir. Let's get up out of here. All right, Johnny John?
1: There, everybody. And great to have
2: you back, Rico. All right. Good night.
0: Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net